Hello and welcome to Two Pre-Sales in a Pod, your authentic global voice for the pre-sales and buyer enablement world. And we have some fun along the way too. So thanks for joining us and don't forget to find out our top tips on today's topic at the end. Welcome to Two Pre-Sales in a Pod. You join episode number 55. My name's Mark Green and we're welcomed here today by a great bunch of pre-sales and buyer enablement heroes together in live in person uh welcome to thank you adam freeman we are at the access group today so we'll go around the room starting with garen hess with consensus hey, don carmichael yeah. rob dean also from access rob dean and i'm mark green and so adam we are here in your office today thank you uh, and rob because you are now consensus as well yes um, access. Access as well, <laughs> you know. This is the thing. Live things happen. And in fact, that's what we're talking about today. We have been presenting live in person as well as hybrid. So, Adam, tell us about the setup that you've got here. Yeah, so it was basically an idea that came about where um, Garen was coming to um, to visit us. And we spent a little bit of time today just, um, just, just chatting through things. I said, hey, do you fancy presenting to the, the sales and marketing team here? One of the things we have is great sales and marketing alignment. He said, yeah, sure, and we'll kind of do a session on Byron Abel, and went really, really well. Um, and then Don said, hey, yeah, could I tag along to that visit? Maybe I could drop in. I said, you can come if you do a live session. He's like, yeah, no problem. So uh, you've, you've done one this afternoon, but in all seriousness, one, one of the challenges we had, because we did this at short notice, we had to create a hybrid event. We had probably 100, 100 plus people remote, um, and we had probably 70, 60, 70 in person in, in the main kind of experience center we've got here. So we had to create something quite successful at short notice. And the reason why we want to cover off in this episode, I'm really keen to understand from um, from Garen Don is, what it feel like to be back in person presenting? Because <laughs> we've just not done it, right? Yeah. So um, it's Don, because there's a few of us here. Um, um, oh, so by the way, this is three quarters of the two pre-sales and a pod host. It is. Tom, we miss you. <laughs> yeah, Tom's on holiday. Sorry about that. Yeah, the, this is freaky in itself because we've never ever done a podcast where we're physically in the same room. All the other podcasts were actually done uh, via Zoom. We uh, put on Zoom, four different windows, plus a guest, put a hand up, you know, try and speak and not interrupt each other. And um, I have to say, personally for me, this is really weird because um, for many of you out there, and I think most of the people who are sitting next to me, you've probably done some you know, physical face-to-face stuff, but this is literally the very first time in two years that I've met a physical person. In fact, um, Adam, you know, if you go all the way back through the, the, the kind of origin story of two pre-sales in a pod, this is, today is the first time we actually met. Mm-hmm. So um, I often I felt more nervous than I, I would normally do doing a presentation. I mean, very quickly got into it, I hope, <laughs> and, and presented it and kind of remembered how much I enjoy it. But it is, it's such a strange experience. I was kind of like, I was looking at everybody and going, why aren't you all in boxes? Where's the camera gone? Where's the mute button? It really is. And there is a palpable sense of excitement that's a mix of mix of nerves and energy and, and the connection that you get from people in a room that when I was sat at home doing uh, Zoom calls and Teams meetings, I kind of told myself that it was fine not having that. I'd got used to it. I still felt very, very effective. But that interaction is something quite magical. And so to experience that again, uh, I'm so happy. One of the things I noticed, because I agree, I love the energy. Um, one of the things I noticed is counterintuitively in a in-person audience, 
it can be a little bit more difficult to engage people, which sounds weird because but I've been doing all of these demo fest presentations, webinars, a lot of presentations with customers. And quite often people have become used to just responding in chat. And it's a lot less scary to give a quick comment in chat when you ask a question to the whole audience than uh, when you are in front of all of your peers and the presenter asks a question. I just noticed that everybody was a bit hesitant to respond more so than in these online sessions. So I think part of that is just a function of how common it's become to be in remote sessions and people are having to get used to engaging the way that is effective in these live sessions. I saw quite an interesting thing happen today, and I'd not thought about it until you guys were speaking and I was watching the audience, because that very rarely happens. I don't know if you find this, Rob Mark, but as a speaker and you, someone who is speaking, you very rarely watch other people speak. And one of the things I noticed today was people were almost doing like a little clapping kind of thing when they were liking it, which is the reaction you'd give with an emoji on the web-type meetings. They were almost used to giving those instant bits of feedback. And I noticed a couple of people with either thumbs up, little claps. I don't know if you guys could see it at the front, but I could see it from my angle. I was, that I that would never that. have happened pre Yes, totally. And, and the nodding. Yeah. Because you can sense when people are nodding or when they're when they're sort of not quite with it. But what, but also, you saw some little sideways conversations, which whilst they might not be completely engaged as you'd imagine, but actually they are, because they're taking what you've... And they're validating. Quick. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, I just wanted to bring in... Um, so you may not know this, but I'm a musician, so um, play, these days I just play guitar and open mic nights in pubs and things. Um, but one of the things that really attracted me to playing music live is it is an energy transfer... Um, and I, do, I didn't realise how much I missed it, the, that kind of any live energy thing where you say something and you kind of go, yeah, are you getting that? Are you yeah, getting that? So and as the energy comes back to you and you go, this is good, and it energises you a little bit further to perhaps be slightly more animated or something, but, you know, or to, you know, to be, think of a, an extra point or another way of, it, of explaining something. And of course, none of that, you get none of that energy um, in a virtual setting, and I just, gosh, I'm buzzing. I'm proper buzzing because <laughs> yeah. there's some. I don't know whether it's a hormone or something or whatever. It, it is. A lot of something came through the air, and it really gave me but a lot of energy. Some of the feedback you got at the end of the session, right? Some of the feedback you two guys got from the the audience was just unbelievable. Yeah, it was fun, mm -hmm. right? So, Adam, you were had you had a big part to play in the setup and design of the Experience Center here, and I've noticed that there was not just a camera, which usually is pointed in the in the wrong direction. You've got three, so you've got three cameras, two screens, um, and I and how do you think that affected the experience of the people at home as well? well actually, more than that. So, what we can do is we've got different cameras at different ends to give different perspectives. Okay, so the, the room we've designed here, and if people are listening and then, you know, they're in pre-sales leadership and want to come have a look and network, absolutely, right, give me a shout. But we have a camera that's effectively pointing almost into the room. We have a camera that's pointing at our, you've got to imagine a big TV video wall at one end with speakers, so almost like a lectern-style presentation. Um, and we can pan, zoom, tilt that camera, but we can flick between the two cameras live on the, on the control pad that we have. So what you could effectively do is get the audience participation and then go back to the speaker. It's almost like a mini studio production, if you, if you will, and that's all on an iPad. So someone could be giving that in the audience, someone could be even outside the room if they really needed to be, controlling that kind of experience. So it is like a mini, it has to be now. I wonder how we would achieve that without some of those tools. So when it comes to these hybrid events, I think one of the challenges I've seen with hybrids is the remote people feel 
maybe a bit like second-class citizens. Mm -hmm. And I noticed in our presentations, as I look back on them, as I'm thinking about them, that I'm not sure we had much commentary at all from anyone that was remote. And I'm just wondering, what do you gentlemen think is an effective way to engage the remote audience when you've got a hybrid event? I think that's an interesting point, because I think one of the things you do as you look around the room in the live environment is you're looking to see if people are eager to ask a question. You don't get that through the virtual environment. Even if people, to be fair, there weren't many cameras on either. So I think maybe if there were more cameras on, you might have seen people's expressions. But I think you have to be deliberate. When you're in a hybrid environment, I think you have to be deliberate about bringing people in. I mean, yeah. I think about some of the other virtual events that we've done, and you've got the chat in the background and you can see when there are questions and things coming up or people are throwing up emojis. Just in that hybrid environment, you have to be a much more skilled presenter to try and bring those people in off the virtual so. environment. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe we didn't do that as much as we could have done, perhaps. I think I've seen a new role as we do this kind of hybrid public speaking. And I will say that's different from a hybrid meeting. Hybrid yeah. public speaking. Yeah. And I would have actually, if I go back and do this again, I'd have a, a co-facilitator. Yes. I'd have had someone so who, was, um, who was monitoring the chat, encouraging chat, doing all the things that we did, except for speaking, okay, when we were remote. And what I'd have is, the person in the room, could, it is impossible to read the room, gauge body language, articulate your message, think, react, be agile, all those things that are great about public speaking, the energy, and monitor the chat, and encourage participation. Impossible. So I never ever thought of that until you were just talking there about a co-facilitator. I think that is something that will emerge. Really, really well. Now, uh, this is a special episode because it's um it's a micropod. Um, we are we are going to a mini, a mini pod. We are going to leave you in suspense quite soon, ready for the next episode. However, we would not like to leave without giving you, of course, some actual actionable insights you can take away, some top tips on how to run hybrid meetings, things to include, not include. So let's go around the room and see what top tips we've got for you today. Well, I, I'm going to go super tactical, and very practical. I forgot my clicker. <laughs> uh, now, which you like, the reason we're laughing is because what you may not know is that before we had lockdown, I was such a massive promoter of a Logitech Spotlight that people genuinely thought I was getting commission from them. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't get commission. I was a massive fan of it. I forgot it. I just, I'm just so unused to the physical environment. Yeah, so I had don't to borrow, need that in the virtual. Yeah, we don't need that in the virtual yeah. environment. So I had to borrow a clicker from someone. So I've forgotten the name of whoever it was. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So. I think the takeaway for me is just this comment about being proactive that, that Rob brought up. And I think it would be asking for comments from the virtual audience, maybe. Yes. right? So you might get a comment from the live audience and then say, now, I need at least one or two comments from the virtual audience. And then put them on the spot. Let the silence, you know, the quote-unquote pregnant pause, as they say, uh, generate the comment and just be proactive about engaging them. I've got a mini one off the back of Don. Check your laptop bag and check everything's in there, right? That's one. Yeah. And just check those marker pens that are now two and a half years old are still working. But Way to rub it in. <laughs> I think the, the, the one for me is consider that co-facilitator. I think learn from what we've done today. Get someone, someone in your team you trust just to monitor, moderate, help drive engagement of the remote audience and let yourself really focus on being in the moment. In the, and go back and look at your slide material. If it's slide material you've built in the last two years that you presented, consider, could I build a level of audience anticipation? So it could be a remote audience tip in the bottom right. Hey, 
dropping a comment in the chat, just reminding them that they're there and bringing it in. So it's something I probably didn't think of until we did this today. Right? Um, I think it's probably off the back of that. Having that second screen where you can look for, even if people don't have cameras on, I think encouraging people to have cameras on again, I think going back to that even in a public speaking role, but looking out for those emojis, looking out to see if the chat is actually starting to throw things up that you weren't expecting. I think it's important to try and be cognizant of the fact that just because you've got an audience in front of you, don't forget and be deliberate about making sure that you're aware of what's going on in the virtual space. I know it's difficult, but I think you have to prepare a bit more when you go into that to be aware of what might happen in the virtual space rather than what's going on in the room. That's a great tip, Rob. Thank you. Yes, and I would finally add that one of the activities that the people that were, at, that were coming to the meeting remotely didn't get the opportunity to take part in is the after meeting coming up to the front chatting thank you for the presentation got any tips can we connect so if there's a way to make sure that those remote people are able to perhaps finish the meeting official and then just stay on for a few minutes um, just to take any other side questions make sure that people have got your linkedin so that they, they can message you so talking of linkedin you can add any of us on linkedin um, we will put the links up Thank you for joining us for another episode of Two Pre-Sales in a Pod. Look out for the next episode. And from me, Mark Green, and all of the gentlemen here today, we wish you a wonderful rest of your week. Thank you very much. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 And there we go. Done. So cool. Two, two minutes to go. Right. Whoa, that was... We have a picture all together. Yeah, let's go and get a quick picture. And then... Thanks for listening to Two Pre-Sales in a Pod. We'd love to hear from you on LinkedIn.